So thankful to be with you with this urgent episode of the program Watch Therefore. And uh, the subject of this program, Exposing the Big Dark Lie. And I want to read a passage of Scripture before we pray. Ephesians says, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. O Holy Father in heaven, in the name of our great God, and any time and soon coming Savior, Jesus, we ask you to tremendously bless every viewer in our holy time together. Thank you, Holy Father and our Savior, Jesus' name, amen, and hallelujah. Exposing the big, dark lie called Palestine. I'm hearing reports of pastors who are so surprised to find their congregants, some of the people in their churches, are siding with Hamas and the Palestinians against Israel in this war that's taking place right now after Hamas brutally came in like savages and, and murdered uh, civilians, even women and children in the most disgusting, savage ways. Yes? So we're going to look at this today and expose the big dark light called Palestine. So here's the question. When and how was the Holy Land Israel renamed Palestine? I can answer that. You see, in 70 AD, according to the prophetic word of our Savior Jesus, the Romans came in, destroyed Jerusalem, burned down the temple in Jerusalem. Yes? Well, then in uh, 133 to 135 AD, after the Jews from that 70 AD scenario were cast out to the nations of the world, after many were, were crucified, and it was a terrible scenario. And then in 133 to 135 AD, there was another Jewish revolt in Judea and the Galilee. In this one, the Roman Emperor Hadrian, having put down the, the revolt, it went much the same way as the 70 AD situation, the Roman Emperor Hadrian then renamed Israel after their arch enemies, the Philistines. He renamed Israel Philistinia, which in English is Palestine. Palestine. Yet know this, there has, and this is important, there has always been a continuous Jewish presence, even very small, all through that time, from, from the time of the Roman uh, renaming of Israel, through the centuries, there was a continuous small Jewish presence. I'm going to read a Newsweek article that I found. The Holy Land was largely emptied of Jews only after the Arab conquest in the 7th century CE. Uh, the Arabs dispossessed the Jews of their farmland, leaving most of them with no choice but to leave. Despite this, the Jews maintained a continual presence in the four cities of Jerusalem, Hebron, Tiberias, and Sefet or Sfat. Okay, and, and, and know this, the archaeological evidence 
of the truth of Israel, um, going all the way back way before King David. And King David was around 1000 BC, going back like 3000 years. There's all kinds of overwhelming archaeological evidence of the truth of Israel being the Jewish homeland. And for those who have toured Israel, you've seen much of this evidence, not only confirming the historical truth of the Bible, but also the truth about the Jews and Israel. Propaganda can only flourish in the flower pot of ignorance. And certainly, ignorance is the seedbed of destruction. And that's why the God-haters so hate the Bible, because it brings forth truth and light that displaces the darkness. Amen? Yes. What darkness? Well, think of the true history of Palestine. Much of the Holy Land lay barren like a wasteland from the 3rd century until the late 19th century. Judea was like a brown desert, and the Galilee a malaria-infested swamp. The truth is that Christians in England and America, uh, starting in England like in the 1600s and really catching steam, taking steam, or gaining steam, I should say, in the 1700s, uh, driven by the prophetic truth of the Bible, embraced the spirit of the Lord's work to revive Bible prophecy in England and then later in America. Among many lesser well-known uh, folks who caught the vision and the revival of Bible prophecy, there were also prominent English Christian leaders, the Wesleys in the 1700s, and then later in the 1700s and early 1800s, the uh, abolitionist William Wilberforce, who helped abolish slavery in England. Uh, and later in the 1800s, Charles Spurgeon spoke and wrote of their vision for the Jews to return to their homeland. The CMJ, the church's ministry among the Jewish people, along with prominent business leaders and high-ranking government officials in England, signed on to affirming the Jews' right and need, according to the Bible, to return to their homeland. The same was taking place in America, demonstrated in the late 1800s by the Blackstone Memorial, a document by evangelist and Christian Zionist named William Blackstone, who was influenced by the very famous American evangelist Dwight L. Moody and the uh, English Bible prophecy expert John Nelson Darby. Now, of Blackstone, listen to this. The Center for Israel Education says this. He secured the signatures of 413 notables of 19th century American life, including a number of well-known clergy, major newspaper editors, and public officials, such as the mayor of New York, Hugh Grant, Speaker of the House, Thomas Brackett Reed, and Congressman and future President William McKinley. The list also included luminaries like J.P. Morgan, Charles Scribner, and John D. Rockefeller. Upon receiving the petition, the president, the U.S. president at that time, Harrison, according to the Chicago Daily Tribune, promised to give the subject serious consideration. Well, during the late 1800s, Jews were fleeing European 
persecution. Some trickling into the Holy Land, others pouring into the United States of America. That's how my family wound up here, yeah, here in America. So the church in England and America was influential in the Zionist movement, even working with Theodore Herzl, the, the uh, Jewish, uh, kind of the father of modern-day Zionism. Well, before, before World War I, the Holy Land, called Palestine, was under Turkish Ottoman Empire rule. During World War I, the Allies conquered the German-aligned Ottoman Empire. The Ottoman Empire was then divvied up primarily by who? The, the French and the British. The colonies of Mesopotamia, modern Iraq, Transjordan, parts of Jordan and Saudi Arabia, and Palestine came under British control while Syria and Lebanon went to the French. The Jews had been streaming back to the Holy Land and the Zionist movement, the Jews returning from the nations back to their homeland, was in full swing. Standing upon the shoulders of those British Christian Zionists, Lord Arthur Balfour, UK or British Prime Minister from 1902 to 1905, British Foreign Secretary at the time, issued the Balfour Declaration under the authority of the British government designating it in Palestine, a homeland for the Jewish people. Yes? And what we're going to do right there is let some of that sink in, and we're going to take a break. Folks, you don't want to go anywhere. We're going to expose this big lie and show very clearly from the Scriptures where are we as disciples of Messiah Jesus supposed to stand on this, and where are we not supposed to stand so you won't be swept up by the big lie called Palestine. Remember, watch therefore and be ready. King Jesus is coming for us any moment. There are important things I want to share with you on this break, but before doing so, I want to say thank you. Thank you to all who have been partnering with Watch Therefore, our television program, our ministry blessing Israeli believers and poured out for the nations. Oh, truly, the Lord has raised you up for such a time as this. And folks, we if you squint just a little, you can see the finish line. King Jesus is coming for us. Let's continue to partner together with this Watch Therefore message. Conditions in the world are worsening all around us quickly. According to the prophetic scriptures, our Savior Jesus said this generation is heading rapidly to the time of the world's worst trouble ever. What's the answer? The Watch Therefore message. And this message stirs the lukewarm to repentance and gives urgency for the lost to re repent of their sins and receive Jesus as Savior and Lord now. Yet we're only on most of our networks once per week. And there's something we can do together, which I'll share in a moment. We're going into 200 countries, 200 million homes, but we can air more and still go wider and further. First, let me share with you some of the missions initiatives also of this Watch Therefore ministry. Romans 1.16 tells us the gospel and discipleship is to the Jew first and then to the nations. And we know the faithful, wise, blessed servant is watching for the master to come and giving others their food in due season. Messiah Jesus 
is the bread of life. So we take him and the gospel and discipleship to the Jew first with our ministry, Blessing Israeli Believers, co-founded by myself and our ministry partner, John McTurnan. We've learned that one of the best ways to bless Israel is to bless Israeli believers in Messiah Yeshua, Jesus our Lord. They're getting out the gospel, making disciples, saving babies from abortion, helping Holocaust survivors in the name of Messiah Yeshua, and so much more. This is such an urgent time to show our love and support for our Israeli believing partners in Messiah Jesus there during this wartime in Israel. Uh, we have some of our partners are close family friends and uh, they have sons and daughters that are in reserves in the Israeli Defense Forces. Uh, as this is being recorded, they're on their way to Gaza right now or to the northern border of Lebanon and Israel. And uh, folks, it's just a biblical time. It's a serious time. Please prayerfully consider prayerfully and financially partnering with our Israeli believing partners through blessing Israeli believers. And then our to the nations ministry poured out for the nations. Oh, we've got special work. For years we've been doing in Africa. Right now we're really honing in on Rwanda and the Congo, Uganda, and other countries who are asking us, please bring this discipleship to our church, to our lands, to our country, to our region. Yes, and so one of the great things you can do is get on our monthly newsletter for Blessing Israeli Believers and Poured Out for the Nations. As you do so, you will keep up with prayer points that are so urgent. We need prayer partners to continue to intercede for this work, to see it go forward. Also, for those who want to sow financially into this ministry, and as always, I've been saying this since we started the program, I'm gonna say it again. If you haven't believed in Jesus the Lord as your savior, please don't send any money into this ministry. It's our desire that you'd simply be our guest today and that you would receive Jesus as Lord and receive eternal life. But for those who have already been saved and you understand the principles of sowing and reaping and laying your treasures up in heaven, this is a great place to do just that. And there's three pri primary giving platforms. One, the Watch Therefore television broadcast, and that's how we can spread this further and wider. You can prayerfully and financially partner with Watch Therefore. There's also those who want to sow into Israel through blessing Israeli believers, and then into the nations. You can financially support our work in the nations. And with those newsletters, you can really keep up with how and where you're investing. And, and so, this is the way for us to partner together like that faithful, wise, blessed servant who hears, well done, thy good and faithful servant. When our Savior Jesus comes for us to take us back to that place he's been preparing for us. Remember, watch therefore and be ready. King Jesus is coming for us any moment. Welcome back to this urgent episode of the program, Watch Therefore. We're standing on God's word for this program from Ephesians. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather 
expose them. And today I'm exposing the big dark lie called Palestine. And we left off with the Balfour Declaration whereby the UK government under the British mandate in the Middle East facilitated a Jewish homeland in the Holy Land that was renamed Palestine by the Roman Empire Hadrian, Emperor Hadrian in 133 to 135 AD. Well, the Arab neighbors who were from those regions previously under the Ottoman Empire that fell when the Allies conquered it in World War I, are those Arab neighbors, are they from Palestine? Are they Palestinians? who have an ancient ancestry in Palestine? No, no. When the barren Holy Land began to come alive, according to the prophetic word of the Lord, farming and commerce opportunities began to spring up, which attracted these Arab neighbors to the once barren Holy Land. They came from what became under the British mandate, Transjordan, and also Syria and Lebanon, Egypt, and other Arab nations. That's where their ancestry originates, not Palestine. Again, here's a real truth bomb. Arabs and Jews living in Palestine were called Palestinians. The Jewish Zionist newspaper, today called the Jerusalem Post, was originally called the Palestine Post. I have a graphic of it. I believe this is from the early 1930s. And so Jews and Arabs living in the Holy Land were both called Palestinians. Hello. Here comes the big lie. Are you ready? During World War II, there was a man named Haj Amin al-Husseini. He was a Muslim, and he was over the Muslim holy sites in Jerusalem. He hated the Jews and their rights to the Holy Land. His dream was to bring the Nazi final solution against the Jews to the Mideast, as he planned with Hitler to do so after the Nazi victory. Though unable to bring back Hitler from the dead and accomplish his dream, one thing al-Husseini did accomplish. Al-Husseini learned the Nazi propaganda principle. If you tell a big lie often enough that it spreads those, through those whom they consider and they call their useful idiots, same as, same as communist and Marxist propaganda, the big lie will become widely accepted as the truth. Here's the big lie. The Jews have no ancient or modern claim to Israel. The Palestinians have an ongoing ancient claim to Palestine, which has always been home to the Palestinian people. This is absolute hogwash. And, and at this time, from Hajamin al-Husseini and others working with him, small propaganda slash militia slash, slash terrorist groups began to pop up around in, in the Holy Land. One of their leaders, actually reported to be a nephew of Hajamin al-Husseini, changed his name to Yasser Arafat, the head of the Palestinian Liberation Organization, terrorist group. 
He claimed to be born in Jerusalem, but no, he was born in Cairo, Egypt. Yasser Arafat was the father of modern-day terrorism. And a great example of how big and dark this lie is, uh, remember Yasser Arafat was the one who uh, was, uh, was kind of like the father of um, hijacked planes, planes being blown up on tarmacs with with uh, citizens from different countries in them, holding them hostage to get uh, PLO terrorists let out of Israeli jails and things like that. And, and so here is the father of modern day terrorism flying in on a U.S. Marines helicopter into New York City to go to the U.N. building and receive a Nobel Peace Prize. Hello. <laughs> That's how bad the big dark lie is. Anyway, I've heard and seen with my own ears and eyes, these liars say things like, Moses wasn't Jewish, he was a Palestinian. Jesus wasn't Jewish, he was a Palestinian. He was born in the, the Arab Palestinian town of Bethlehem. Hello, Bethlehem, Hebrew for house of bread right? There was no temple in Jerusalem. No, there was never a Jewish presence in ancient uh, Palestine. Yes? How can this foolishness be believed? Two words, ignorance and deception. Ignorance and deception. Because there's a great spiritual power from Satan, the father, uh, the father of lies, working through this big dark lie. So here's, here's a frustration and here's a real phenomenon and one of the purposes for this program. So many who claim to follow Messiah Jesus believe the lie and are against the word of the Lord regarding his calling Israel back to life, his prophetic plans that we're watching unfold right in front of us. Now look at Isaiah chapter 66. Who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall the earth be made to give birth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion was in labor, she gave birth to her children. Shall I bring to the time of birth and not cause delivery, says the Lord? Shall I who cause delivery shut up the womb, says your God? So according to your Bible, the Lord would physically rebirth Israel in one day. And that took place on May 14, 1948, fulfilling this prophetic scripture, Isaiah 66. And in this passage, he promises that he will bring Israel forward from physical birth to spiritual birth, receiving Messiah Jesus as Lord. And this will take place through biblical wars as the Lord will be judging those who are against Israel in these wars. Yes? And so in love, I warn professing Christians, do not stand on the wrong side of the Lord's judgment regarding Israel. That blessing and that curse is still with us today, now more than ever. What blessing and curse? Genesis 12, 3, I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you. So again, I've said this many times on the program before, that covenant with Abraham, those seven promises, including I'll bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you, was handed down to Isaac. 
and then to Jacob. This is all in the book of Genesis. Then the Lord changed Jacob's name to Israel. Yes. And that blessing and that curse is with us today. Stand on the right side of it. Stand on the blessing side of it. Yes. So again, we look at our passage. We're standing on Ephesians. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Oh, I encourage everyone, don't have any fellowship with the, the unfruitful works of this big lie. And stand with our Lord Jesus praying for Israel and blessing them with every opportunity. And, and listen, speaking of the unfruitful works of darkness, we've all sinned. We've all broken God's laws and we need forgiveness. We need the Savior, not just a Savior, but the only Savior. Have you been saved? Have you been forgiven for your sins? Have you been, have you give, been given eternal life? Because His eternal life for you, His grace and mercy, because of His great love for you is available right now. What do you need to do? Turn from your sins. Repent. Uh, acknowledge your sins before the Lord. And, and mourn for them. Be very sorry over your sins against the Lord. Uh, lying, cursing God's name, stealing, lusting, uh, and, and many others. You know right from wrong. You have a conscience. Yes? And, and then receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That's, that's what you need to do. Believe in the gospel. The gospel is that our Lord Jesus died on the cross for our sins. He was buried on the third day. Oh, hallelujah. He rose from the grave. And there's another big lie that somehow you don't need Jesus the Lord when you desperately do. We all do. Yes, you're like the rest of us. You're a sinner who needs to be saved. Yes, if you're not yet saved, cry out to Jesus our Lord today. He's risen from the grave. He's hearing you now. As you call upon him, he'll save you. Whoever should call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And if you're doing that, if you're calling upon his name, Jesus, Lord, save me. I want to turn from my sins. I want to follow you, Lord Jesus. He's saving you now. And we want to help. We have a brochure. We'll send you a free brochure. There's information on the screen there. The brochure is how to begin my new life in Christ. We want to get that, get that out to you very quickly. So let us know you need that. We'd like to get it out to you. Father in heaven, please bless every viewer today as I've done uh, my best to expose uh, the big dark lie. Bless everyone who's watching, Lord Jesus, please. Amen and hallelujah. Remember to watch therefore and be ready. King Jesus, he's coming for us to take us back to that place he's prepared for us any moment. Thank you for watching the program today. Watch Therefore is sponsored by the friends and partners of Watch Therefore Ministries. In future programs, we'll have many more Watch Therefore teachings from the Bible, worship, and exciting interviews with our believing partners in Israel and around the world. Please contact us at doveforisrael at gmail.com. That's D-O-V-F-O-R-I-S-R-A-E-L at gmail.com. And if you would like to subscribe to our newsletter, you can fill out a contact form on the website watchtherefore.tv. We also have audio programs available on our website watchtherefore.tv. We are on social media since it is a great tool to share the gospel and communicate with one another. You can also find us there at Watch Therefore TV. Until next time, we're watching for King Jesus to return. Watch Therefore and be ready.